So my dogs, welcome back to a new podcast, and uh, it's going to be a special one this week because um, our main man, the co-host, Joe Skipper, he's out in Dubai, and he's there with his missus, and he's got a baby upcoming. He's got some courses he needs to prep for, and this week he needs to invest his um, in his relationship, in his, in his wife. Therefore, he won't be able to record it. But I've got a special guest because this year we don't want to we we don't want to be away for another week or two weeks. Um, in them weeks, I'll just uh, invite someone on the podcast. This week we've got Eric Clow from the USA. He's a, a former overtraining partner from Lionel Sanders. Um, he's a professional YouTuber, influencer, and most of all, since a year, professional triathlete, former track runner. Mate, how you doing? I'm doing well, mate. I'm, uh, I, for one, am really glad that I'm not going to have to miss the podcast. I mean, the only thing better than uh, having it come out on the Tuesday is recording it myself on the Monday. So happy to be on the Triathlon Mockery podcast for my third time. I'm really, I'm racking up the uh, experience here. And I'm forget, I forgot to mention he's the runner up at the World Championship, Beer Mild Weflon. <sighs> Uh, that was one of the toughest losses of my career. Mate, losses like that build character. Anyway, have you got any uh, highs and lows this week? Um, yeah, yeah, I got some uh, got some highs, got some lows. So I'll say low. I don't – you you and Joe, you guys fucking hate the trainer. You guys both fucking hate it. And you both fucking hate swimming. So, So these will seem like lows. These are relative lows for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been swimming a lot. I've been swimming 27,000 yards. I'm trying to become good at swimming. That is scary. I wouldn't necessarily call it a low, but it's, it's a grind. Do you do it all by yourself? The 27 K yards? Yes. Yes. All by myself. By my lonesome. It's, I get, I get pretty locked in, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I want to be great. And so I've been doing 10 hours a week on the trainer. Also, Mm -hmm. all solo. So yeah, I haven't been riding outside. So th- those are relative lows. Um, a little high for me, mate. I've been uh, I've been super super single. I've been a single young man for about three years. But I actually went on a couple dates. Yeah. With this girl, so three dates. I haven't gone on like a third date with a girl in uh, in a long time. My man. So that's definitely a high. That like, is a high. The, it was. Uh, pro- yeah, yeah. But you want to know the low is this girl has expensive taste. Oof. Uh, what, so, what, 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 yeah, just, can we dig into like the expensive taste, like expensive in like in general or. Well, just, yeah, she likes to eat what you love. You just love to see that she likes to, uh, to go eat good food and get drinks. Uh, so I have not been on the alcohol free beer train. I've been a lot of tequila and, uh, mixed drinks well mate as um, long but, as it's like some tequila and a red wine so now and then uh that sounds like a hundred percent lifestyle athlete to me and that is all everything that, that's just a very good lifestyle whereas if you would be tanking it till 6 a.m in the morning and skipping your training and that's nothing uh, not something a lifestyle athlete would do and you do need to make sure that she knows that this is your job and if she's like only wanting to you to go to the club till 6 a.m um, which is possible for one time, but you can't do it every week, mate. You gotta make it yes, let yeah. know early on. Once every other week. I only go stay out till six. But it's these are fifteen dollar mixed drinks, is what I'm saying. And then, you know, like uh, expensive entree. I spent hundred and thirty bucks at our on a, on the third date. Spent hundred and thirty dollars so, on dinner and drinks. For so everyone that doesn't know for the wallet. For everyone that doesn't know, 
Eri Klaus, sponsored by Couples.com, wouldn't you be able to write a message to the marketing department, say, hey, listen up, there is news in the pipeline, I'm dating a girl, and this is actually getting kind of serious, would you be able to give me some spending money towards some drinks in the club or a restaurant, and I will do some promotions that I found this girl through Couples.com, and we could even make an ad out of it. This is why you're the influencer, Tom. I mean, yeah, that's a genius idea. Uh, right now, couple.com, it's, it's couple.com also. I don't know what will happen if you go to couples.com with an S. There's no S at the end. It's couple.com. Uh, get yourself going on a date on couple.com. But yeah, they uh, it started by I wanted to get a Chipotle sponsorship, and they reached out saying that uh, they would cover my Chipotle expenses. Um, but uh, Chipotle is you know $10 a pie. It would be a cheap date, but like I said uh, – this girl that I've been going out with has expensive taste. So as of now, couple.com is not covering my dating expenses. So uh, it'll be uh, racking up if I keep doing this every week. Well, definitely, definitely. You won't be able to uh, Uh, forge a pro license. No. Yeah. Yeah. 1300 bucks, mate. uh, This is a high though. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, you want to hear about this third date? All right. Go on in. All right. So, uh, God, you know, I just have to, I just have to tell the truth about, uh, my dating life. Um, it's maybe not, not super becoming of a professional triathlete, but I do have a life to live. So the third date that we went on, this is by the way, to the viewers, this is the best date I've ever been on. And, you know, I've been on a good number of dates. I'm a, I'm a single young man. Mm -hmm. Um, but this takes the cake. So in Seattle, downtown there is uh what they call the laser dome and they do laser light shows yeah so uh uh, you can go you buy tickets and it's a laser show and there's different artists uh that they they do to the music so i asked her if she wanted to go see laser taylor swift said definitely so anyway we go to this mexican place we get some tacos get some drinks you know get a couple of tequila drinks down um and then we were having such a good time there that we were 20 minutes late to the laser show. Oof. Um, and we got really bad, really bad seats. And the laser, do- it's a dome. It's like a circle. And you're in the middle of a sphere. You're in the middle of the sphere and the, li- the lights are projected onto the top of the sphere. And so we were out to the side. You'd want to be like right in the middle of the sphere. So we didn't have great seats. And immediately we get, we get there and she says, ah, we should have gotten high for this because it was lasers. So anyway... We see laser Taylor Swift and then, you know, the Mary Jane is, is legal here, fully legal in the United States. Mm-hmm. So we went and we got a little bit of Mary Jane and then we went back for another laser show. We bought tickets for laser Frank Ocean and man, was that an experience. Um, what, what so was so good about it now? Yeah. Well, you know. Surely you've done a bit of Mary Jane in your time, Tom. Is that like marijuana? Just the jazz cabbage? Yeah. Oof. I've done it once when I was like 17. Once. My mom and dad when are you listening. you were a young lad. My mom and dad are listening to the podcast. Um, no, but I, 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 like it's legal in the Netherlands, but I honestly um, don't think it's that special. It's not for, it's certainly not for everyone, but, uh, it is for me. Let me tell you. And, uh, God, that's just such a great time. It, it, it enhances, 
it enhanced the Frank Ocean laser experience times 10. Um, and yeah, and then uh, I went home, still got to bed before midnight. And uh, yeah, that's that, that's my high. I'm still buzzing from it. Well, mate, um, I'm really happy to hear that you're happy. Like dating life is going well. Couples.com is happy. Um, and uh, I remember speaking to you in St. George. And you were saying uh, you've 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 been through a tough time, and um, you were missing the hawks uh, hawks and now and then. And um, well, it's great. Love is the most um, awesome thing there is, isn't it? If you find it, uh, I agree, a hundred percent. Yeah, the uh, you know having good good friends. I don't I don't want you to get too emotional on me again, Tom. But uh, mate, I won't. I won't. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you need to. Uh, uh, you just you need to be having a good time, and you know because I'm having such good highs, such good dates. Mm-hmm. Training's going well. That is flipping awesome, mate. Great to hear. On the other hand, yeah, so uh, it's, it's your turn. Your turn. Yeah, I need to hear about your lows. My turn, baby. Well, I'm going to start off with a high. I can say that since a very, very, very long time, I'd say something like mid-August. I can say I'm truly, truly uh found the spark uh again like i'm i'm waking up and i'm looking to embrace life i'm feeling good i'm flipping happy um it took me some time and i think also because um i needed to find purpose again um and yeah i just i just think i'm i'm back into training and maybe i'm not fit but i think being like waking up and and knowing that what you're doing makes you happy um it's like a great starting point i'm just getting fitter by the day uh and uh yeah honestly mate like uh i'm I'm loving it again and i'm going to change a few things i told you last week because we've been chatting a little bit um i've been thinking like a lot after uh last september and um, I just can't have that hyper focus what a, a Christian Blumenfeld has or Lucy Charles or Joe Skipper. You know, uh, it's just I'm, I always need to like do stuff besides it. You know, I've got my Apple business. I've always bought and sold wines for years and years. I've, uh, you know, started this podcast. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm You're always, a hustler. I'm a hustler. I uh, um, work at some companies uh, in-house, uh, keeping them fit. I'm an ambassador. I, I, I always do a shitload of stuff, but it's also because I like doing it. I like doing it. But um, one, sorry, I do want to say I, I heard that Joe Skipper drinks beers. So clearly he's not that laser focused. Mate, when it comes down to training, he is absolutely <laughs> laser focused. The reason why But he we, drinks beers. He does drink beers, but still when it comes down to training, he is laser focused, mate. He's absolutely laser focused. But speaking of But he drinks beers. If he was that laser focused, he'd be drinking a non-alcoholic beer. Anyway, the lifestyle athlete. Um what is he gonna do? Ari, I've just spent, um, well, I wouldn't say spent, I've invested all the um, sponsor money for 2023 into a videographer. Because if there's one thing, it's not Pepe, because he's got a full-time job, sadly, because he's also a good mate of mine. Um, because if there's one thing I really liked doing over the last year is um, is making some of the videos, you know, in St. George at Sub 7. And... Um, 
I'm going to start it, mate. I'm, I'm going to do it this year. Um, he's going to be there. Uh, we're going to do a video every uh, once in the two weeks is the idea. Um, and we're going to Nice. We're going to like some other events. Yeah. So the main focus is following the lifestyle athlete. I'm going to do some challenges. So for last year, I've, I've done like a 24-hour cycling race, uh, gravel races. Uh, I want to see if I can qualify it for the UTMB. Uh, the 100k trail around the Mont Blanc. So um, basically just um, film that from how to get fit again. And uh, then um, SDA races uh, target the Ironmans because that's still the main goal. Folks, tech, tech, technical difficulties. So yeah, I'm uh, probably opening up. Okay, well, maybe I'll just announce my my whole rough plan for the year. It is January, but I, I've been thinking of the things that, that get me excited. And um the cool thing about being an influencer as opposed mm-hmm. to just a pro triathlete is that I still don't have uh, I don't have a bike sponsor, shoe sponsor, anything like that, right? I don't have triathlon sponsors who pay me to do triathlons. I've only got so one. So the way I make money is what? I thought you had uh, you got specialized still. It's not a paying contract. You got different sponsors this year? Oh, uh, right. So uh, yeah, I, I've got couple.com. And I've got mock apparel, mm-hmm. but for the most part, my income is from uh, uh, YouTube integrations. So it's not, they don't, they just care that I'm making videos. So mm-hmm. I realized I have the opportunity to do whatever the flip I want. So I'll be racing 70.3s and uh, I'll just be training for 70.3s until April. And then I'll do probably Oceanside on April 2nd. Uh, and then, uh, probably an Olympic distance and another 70.3 in end of April and May. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to attempt to break four minutes in the mile this spring or summer. Because I got, I got, I got very, very close on triathlon training. I got my PB is 401. I did that during COVID in the time trial. Yeah. And when I started triathlon, I started kind of getting slower. You know, you're not doing like a lot of uh, high intensity work training for 70.3 or an Ironman. So your top end speed uh, tends to go away. But mm-hmm. uh, the more I've been able to handle the fatigue of triathlon training, the more I felt it sort of come back. So last week I did a workout with my buddy Spencer, who he is also a sub four miler himself. Uh, we did some 400s. Uh, we were running 64 seconds. So that's obviously not not four minute pace, but I haven't felt that good in a workout like that since I was pretty quick to run 401, 401. And of course I ran 401 before, uh, super spikes. So they come out with, you know, the next percent alpha fly by that time, but they didn't have a track spike that, uh, that gave you those benefits. And now they do. So I reckon I just get in the same 401, 402 mile shape. And then the super spikes will do the rest of the work for me to get under that barrier. But that's just that's just part one. That's all going to be YouTube content, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, it'll be on YouTube, but that's it excites me because I I don't care about racing track. I'm not even going to do it in a race. I just I'm going to get my friend Spencer to pace me through 1,200 meters and probably or 1,209 meters because a mile is obviously 1,609. Mm-hmm. So he'll pace me through 12 1,209 and hopefully 2:59 or three minutes, and then I just have to bring it home. It'll maybe just be a time trial, just the two of us. I don't even care if it's official time, you know, I'll just have it on video. I ran a know, mile under four minutes. So do you know, uh, cause you, you live in, uh, what's it called again? Oregon or what is it? Washington, Seattle. 
Washington, same thing, something somewhere in the U.S. Um, yeah, y- you live in some sort of house with a couple of other um, guys, right? Yeah. Is is it like every? Are they all going to university, or is it just like people going to work and and live? How, how do I need to see this? Uh, well, we're just we're, everyone's working. Yeah, no one's in school anymore. Two right, so just, two of them I ran with in college. Mm-hmm. All and right, so a couple of, of them, boys. Uh, yeah. In in a house, so you're That's you're do, yeah, basically you not going not a university anymore. So you're doing triathlon full time. You're able to. Uh, to live from the sports. Yeah, well, well, like you said, I'm a pro pro YouTuber. I'm more of an amateur triathlete, so I wouldn't be able to live from triathlon alone. Uh, but my job, my job at this point is to make YouTube videos. Especially, in, I, I didn't make too many YouTube videos last year, but like, I mean, like you said, you have a lot of stuff to do. I am gonna, I'm gonna start hustling this year. I gotta. I've never been able to upload a YouTube video once a week, but if I could upload a, just a vlog. Just mm-hmm. let everyone know what I'm up to doing, you know, filming some workouts, filming some going out to eat McDonald's, uh, just eating 40 McNuggets, um, fun stuff like that. Me hanging out with my friends just once a week, get the consistency. Uh, then, then yeah, that's, that's basically a full-time job. And then triathlon is just the hobby. Mm-hmm. We can't all be Joe Skipper. Well, like you're saying, I, I some people um, when I whenever I have a discussion that someone say, "Are you a professional triathlete?" Then I, I always say, "I race with a professional license, but actually I'm paying for my hobby because I'm not a pro." I would say professional is someone that yes. earns money with a sport, and um, every year, um, not even like apart from all the training camps, but like this year, I spend all the money like investing in this. Uh, a videographer and um we'll see where that where that journey ends and um um basically just work working for the hobby exactly exactly so okay that was sub four miler i gotta tell you the rest of my plan that only gets to to may slash june uh and this is all still on triathlon training so i'm going to try to break four in the mile on triathlon training with just a couple specific sub four mile sessions you know just trying to run 59 point second quarters uh, mm-hmm. for, for a couple workouts just to run that pace, but everything else is going to be swim, bike and run as if I am training for a 70.3 and right. then come July, whether or not I actually break for it, if I run four ten or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, it's over. I tried, maybe I'll try again next year if I don't do it, then I will start training for a 50 miler. And you know, you know, what actually spurred that thought in my head is one time Joe was talking about on a podcast that after his 50k he was thinking about the 50 mile world record and so i figured i'll shift from trying to run one mile to time trialing 50 miles uh and then i'm gonna see how fast i can get for 50 miles off of also 70.3 training that is pretty cool mate so i mean yeah that's that's it's just something that excites me it excites me is Seeing how fast I can run 50 miles. I've never even run a marathon, so I have no idea what that entails. But sometimes when you get an idea in your head, you just have to uh, tackle it and see what happens. When would you want to do that 50 miler then? So I I wrote some notes. I have May, June as the sub four attempt. And then July and August, Mm -hmm. I start introducing the 
longer 50 mile prep sessions and then maybe end mm-hmm. of October make an attempt. And if you would crack that one, would you be wanting to do an Ironman in November? It is in the back of my head, uh, definitely. But I don't know. An Ironman's different because I would also have to be doing the the Ironman biking and the Ironman swimming. Like I think for a fifty mile run, it's almost purely a, a muscular endurance issue. Um, and so mm-hmm. I wouldn't change much on the bike or swim if I was just training for 70.3s. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe an Ironman just for shits. Um, but I'm not sure how much I'll change the swim and bike just because I'm already you know running the, the 50-mile training. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds pretty good, mate. <laughs> I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. I can so you're going to Europe. You set somewhere in in what was it? Well, like May, June. I don't even remember. Well, that's but you on can us join me for a training camp in the caravan. I've got free spot for you in the caravan. Oh, We've got the yeah. videographer, and then uh, it could be a collab, mate. It could be a collab, training for that 50 miler, and me for the UTMB. That would work pretty well. Is it? You said 100k, not 100 mile. Is there a short version? Is a little baby version? There is a short version. I wouldn't do the hundred mile on UTMB. That one is too grim, mate. Yeah. I, I think just a hundred k, or not even, or even shorter, something like that. It's still like an ultra one. What's the longest you've ever um, ran for? Anyway, time. The, the longest. Yeah. Um, three hours and fifteen minutes. Oh, that's, that's about exactly. No, three the same. hours and three hours twenty five. Three hours twenty five. By the way. Was that a uh, Ironman? A tough day. That wasn't Iron Man. Flipping Kona, Kona got to me. A Leahy drive got to me. <laughs> I was practicing the, the, the walk run strategy. You got it done though. Got it done. Got the medal. So, like, how long is like hundred k um, gonna take? You just tell me real quick. What are you talking? 10, 10 hours? Fifteen hours? It's like a crazy amount of elevation. Oh, game. more than that. More than that. I think the. I think the quickest time around the UTMB 100K is something like 11 hours. So, by like a professional. So we're talking... Yeah. 15, 10, 12, Killian 15. Jordan. Oh, he did the 100K. He did the baby version? No, I, I don't know who did it. I, I'm just saying, I think it's something like 10, 11 hours. Okay. Because you need... you. I don't even remember what the... It's like 100K and something like 6K elevation. I don't know, something ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. I think as because a lot of runners, they are really shite at nutrition, aren't they? So it is a pure muscular endurance workout, isn't it? Um, of, of course you need to like be able to uh, to handle it. But the majority of the the trail runners are just too inexperienced with the nutrition, so they start off too quick. Um, they don't eat enough. Like they hardly eat something like 120 grams of carbs an hour, and um, that's a lot. They're just gonna fade. What well, is a lot? Yeah. 120 grams of carbs. Yeah. You think you can put down 120 an hour? <laughs> Easy. What do you I could put gonna... down? 300, mate. You should see me eat. Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking grams of carbs. So we're saying uh, 480 calories an hour. What are you gonna eat? Or drink. 
Um, normally, I would just mix up gels in a can with water or Red Bull. That's um, like six gels. But if an I hour. would do the run, I would, I would probably just mix it up with like um, drinks, Cliff Blocks. I really like Cliff Blocks. Um, some gels, but it, it's like four gels an hour. I could easily down that. So big gels, but you're. Well, your tummy needs to be able to uh, to handle it. But during like during Ironmans, I down like 120 grams an hour on the marathon. No, in general on the bike, just before the swim, after the swim on the bike. But then on the marathon, because I'm saying it's it's easy to take in nutrition on the bike. It's pretty hard. I struggle to do. I I say 75 grams an hour for any running session. Yeah, for me, I'd feel pretty good about that. But I haven't, tra- you know, you've been doing what, the what, meatball what, what, sessions. What's the problem? You've been doing the meatball sessions, I guess. You yeah, know? but what, like, what's the problem? Is it like tummy issues? Yeah, or you can't you, you carry sh- all the gels? What, what, what's the problem? You get like uh, stitches, you have to like shit yourself, it's, like gastrointestinal issues, you feel like you have to throw up. Really? Yeah. I get, you are just be, del- you are built different, my friend, if you can take in 120 grams. Mate, of- I've been. I've been living like a pig at university back at the fraternity, and I think um, that's what really built has built character for my tummy. And um, yeah, honestly, I have I've only had one Ironman where I had to go to the toilet like once, quickie. Um, but apart from that, never. Impressive. But um, you'll be eating them up yeah. on the the last twenty k's then. Um, the runners who don't well, feel if, if if you're if you're able to, if I would be able to do something like a top, I don't even know what what is a good time at, at like an ultra trail, but it would just be fun, wouldn't it? Like, uh, well, us influencers can afford to do that. There. We can do whatever we of want. Course. It is a privilege to be fit. It's a privilege to be able to train. Well, and I'm saying that we're we. Uh, we don't have to do triathlon. We don't get paid to do triathlon yet. Um, no, but I also think um, um, it is just so annoying to always. I mean, the life of a professional athlete is flipping awesome. Like it is flipping awesome. But one thing that gives so much stress and just like. No one really likes doing it. Is begging for flipping money. I flipping hate begging for money. If I can't really give something in return, it makes me feel bad about it. Like, I'd rather work for my money and get and earn it than begging for it. You know what I mean? Um, The good thing for like, for example, a football player is a football player signs with a team and they give him like a paid contract. It's not like that he needs to like find his own sponsors. And then when it comes down to um, um, triathlon, you need to find your own sponsors. But I would say, Ari, like in all honesty, I think it's good that you don't like that you earn your own money with the YouTube because you don't rely on sponsors. Like at the end of the year, I know that I work for my money. And if all my sponsors would, if almost all my sponsors, like especially all the sponsors in sport, sport, if they would all say, hey, sorry, mate, we're not going to continue, then it's all right. I can still continue in the sport because I work for my money. You know, I work for my own stuff. So you always have your own safety net. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I would love to to have sponsors paying me to do triathlon. 
and I don't think they would mind if well, of course, I but that, yeah, tried to do a mile of course, or a 50 mile on the side. But I do agree. It's I don't I I can do whatever excites me. Uh, if I wanted to take the whole year off of racing triathlon, I just wanted to do like running races, trail races, gravel, biking, and mm-hmm. open water swims or something like that. Whatever I wanted to do, it doesn't affect the bottom line. Exactly. It, it, I mean, of course, if there is someone knocking on your door, hey, mate, we've got 20K for you, obviously, yes, but it's going to make stuff easier. But right now, you don't rely on anyone. So if there isn't any sponsor, you can still do your own thing. And that is worth, um, that's freedom, mate. It's priceless. That is priceless. That is priceless. Because as soon as you rely, so for example, you wouldn't have all this, you would rely on two sponsors. And at the end of the year, they're saying, hey, sorry, mate. Um, we're gonna cut the contract. We're gonna stop. Then you're in. You're in. You're down the drain, mate. You're yep. gonna stop. You can't pursue your career anymore. You, you know. You, you need to work, and uh, um, you need to figure life out because that's how it works. At the end of the day. So see it as a good thing. Oh, I do. I do. All I have to do is is make freaking uh, vlogs. I'm making money by filming myself eating McDonald's. You gotta watch my my latest vlog. I've got a, a spicy question for you. I was wondering. So, last year, you were training with Lionel Sanders, right? Yeah. At some point, you were overtrained and you left. Uh, yeah. But now you're, fit ag- now you're fit again, back in the game. Would you go back? You mean, uh, what do you mean would I go back? Would I go back to Tucson and train what with Lionel? To the bromance, what happened to the bromance? You've got Lionel Sanders. You had Lionel Sanders and Eric Lau. You've got Tom Ostadek and Joe Skipper. You've got Reese Barkley and Lucy Giles. You've got Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden. <laughs> what happened to Lionel Sanders and Eric Lau? Uh, to be frank, I couldn't handle it. Uh, I, if I went back, I would do a lot of things differently. I learned more about uh training and general life and what i need to be successful in i was there january all the way through may i came up here in june so six months or Mm -hmm. uh, five months i learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about triathlon and training and uh there there were a whole host of issues so number one i had no friends uh that's mostly on me. You know, I probably could have... Like, I was there to be Lionel's training partner, and I took that job very seriously. So I didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, fucking off to go to group rides if we had a big session. You know, he was put putting his entire yeah. life into preparing for the St. George World Champs. So I was taking that job yeah. seriously. And the, the way that people like us build community is by, you know biking and running and meeting people with similar interests so i wasn't doing any of that i also i love training and i love it so much that i got carried away with the opportunity to train with one of the hardest trainers in the world you know lionel like he's that's what he's known for is you know biking so hard he cries Mm -hmm. and to a certain extent that's what i wanted to be so you definitely get warning signs i think when you're like, oh man, I'm so tired, I can't be fucked to do this session today, that is a warning sign that you need to rest. But 
I would flip it and say, oh, well, you know, the Norwegians, what are the, the best guys in the world would be, they would be pushing through and they would do this session until you just end up digging yourself a bigger hole, a uh, bigger hole. And when you dig yourself a bigger hole and then you go back home to an apartment where you're all alone and you have no friends and all you're thinking about is the next session, you're not going to recover at all between sessions. So that continued to build up. Right. I, I know I've been there on, yeah. on, a, on, a different, on a different aspect, but now you've learned all this stuff about yourself, about the training, about everything. Would, you, um, would the bromance grow back? You know, there's there's always heated discussions in every relationship. Relationship, you know, Joe and I, we have our we have our heated discussions. We've got our fights, but that's also what what builds a true relationship. You know, you 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 talk it you talk it through. Um, you learn something, and then you set in the next step. I wouldn't say you know. Sometimes in a relationship, Tom, you just realize that you're at an impasse, and the two of you want different things. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, I wasn't at a point in my career outside of the run that I could actually give Lionel much of a push, uh, which I think he wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially now he's back to being self-coached. I'm self-coached. You know, we could probably make some things line up, but I think we tend to train maybe a little bit differently. I don't know. We, we still text. We still talk about training. We are still on great terms, but yep. the whole concept of being right. someone's full-time training partner, that's, you know, I, I've got my own life. He's got his own life. He's got, he's got the, the little baby now. Um, I wouldn't say the bromance is dead, but like you were saying, you know, I live, it's, I'm living with my boys. I love it up here. In 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 the in his latest YouTube video, he was saying he, he's like he's gonna stop with all this lactate bullshit. He's just gonna train hard like he used to back in the well. He's always trained hard, but like grinding hard, like VO2 max and all that stuff. No no more lactate strips. Just like flipping, ripping everything apart, being angry. Um, with that in hindsight, like in the back of your head, thinking. And also, you and your dates, knowing that like, she wants the expensive dates, she wants the tequila, um, you're into your lactate strips. Wouldn't you say now, flipping hell, get, stop the lactate strips. I could literally get my girl some tequila every weekend if I just went back to like different training based on feel, watts, heart rate. I am. And tequilas on the weekend. With I, just take, uh, I just take a lactate only when I'm on the trainer now. Uh, just because convenience at the end of the session, just because it's good data. So I guess you know it's two bucks a pop. I take it maybe twice a week. So every two and a half weeks, I could afford one extra fifteen dollar tequila drink. Maybe you have a point. That's how many how many drinks is that a year? That's like twenty five tequila drinks a year, almost twenty. Mate, that's one flipping great night out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You got a point there. Um, what, was the, what, what was the question? No, the bromance isn't dead, but, uh, well, maybe it is, I guess. You know, it's not, it's not Lionel Sanders and Ari Klein anymore. He has my arch nemesis, Trevor Foley, down there training with him now, actually. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like seeing your ex with a new boy. That's how I feel. Seeing them yeah, I together. know. That must be flipping painful. It's tough. Yeah. Wow. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to move on. You have to move on, Tom. 
you've at, at some point you gotta grab life by the balls and thinking this is the past i'm moving on because no one's gonna do it for me and um i'm gonna work hard and pursue it agreed agreed that's what i'm doing well it, yeah i mean well, i've been doing all my training alone it was the bromance was really fun while it lasted certainly um but you know just seeing yourself get replaced yeah, I know, but I must see. I must say, I admire your hard work. Like I've been seeing your sessions on your videos and uh, what you've been doing, and honestly, um, like you, you're working pretty hard. Your run is already on on a top notch level. Um, you just got to up your swim a little bit, and you're biking a little bit. Um, and I honestly think this is this this could be your year. Like you, you really, you're on it, mate. You're really working hard. Well, let's hope so. Well, let's hope you are working hard. So, um, well, let's hope it's my year. Things will happen to me. I don't care. I realized you want to, I could bullshit bust training. Training is bullshit. Let's go over to the bullshit buster. (laughs) We got two bullshit busters. Have we? We got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were saying before the pod started dating, that's a bullshit buster. All right, go on in with dating first then. First one. All right, with dating or training? Both are bullshit. Start off with dating. Okay. Well, dating is a little bullshit because, well, I'd say it's bullshit. Tell me if you agree or disagree until you can fart in front of your partner. Right? If you're like, I fart what in front of my hell? boys, what? fart in front of my parents, I fart in front of everyone close to me. And then all of a sudden I go out on a date, I'm dressing up nice. You know, I, I borrowed my roommate's shoes because he said my Air Maxes were like, were, I was dressing down too much. So he gave me his, his like, uh, his Clarks, you know, Clark, they're like leather boots. Very preppy. Um, you're for- saying, you're saying you're pretending to be someone you're not. Until I'm pretending she, like, to be someone who dresses and nice and you. doesn't fart. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, you obscure right. 95% of who you really are. You, you meet them, you have a couple of drinks, you see like, oh, where, where do we vibe? Where do we diverge? And then if you go on a second date, you let out another 5% of who you really are. And if you think about how long it takes to get comfortable enough with each other that, you don't even hide your fart. You're like, this is me. This is who I am. Then you really know each other. But I'm definitely, you know, three dates in. She's not an endurance athlete. I highly doubt she'll listen to this podcast, but it would be hilarious if she did. Um, I'm in the bullshit phase. <laughs> well, there's apart from apart from like um I wouldn't fart in front of like uh, far, uh, friends, family, and, and and dating partners, but I do know the feeling if you're with a gal and the belly starts playing up and you're like full with bubbles and like. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? You fight do you for know your what life. I mean? You're fighting for your life. Yeah. Excuse me, I have to pee. Uh, Please. <laughs> God, no. And all the air that releases at that point, you're thinking like, where the hell is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. But that's... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just... Disclaimer, everyone listening, do not go farting on your first date. I don't recommend it. It's bullshit. You you have to hide who you really are for a reason. It's because we're all deeply complex individuals. 
And you don't want to show that to someone on the first time. I wouldn't necessarily, um, of course, you're going to dress up nice, but it's not like I'm dressing up totally different or something or oh, pretending to be someone else. So I, I think it's, it might be, it might be, it might be partly true, <laughs> but um, if you're going to pretend to be someone you're not, then she's going to figure that out soon or not. And if she's not going to take you the way you are, so the fart and airy cow <laughs> in older Nike Air Max, <laughs> You That's, can also say uh, the hot YouTuber from Seattle, you know, the authentic heart four minute miler YouTuber from Seattle. Why did you have to bring up farting in your old Air Max? You could also say it like that. If she doesn't take that guy, then you're not her type. Then it's not going to work out anyway. You're not going to be happy anyway. It is very true. Like I said at the beginning, I've been single for uh, three years. I'm I'm still single. It's you know yeah. just getting getting some reps and getting some dates in, but uh, it feels very new. You Mate, know, just be. I know, just be flipping confident, and um, you know what you want. You know what you want, mate, and that's sexy. You know you want you want to do a seventy point three. You know you want to like do that four minute mile, and you you know you want to work towards that fifty mile run PB, and um, um, that's your passion. And then the 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 McDonald eating videos. You know that that's who you are. And uh, um, as long as you if, if if you pursue your goals and like work hard, and then in, in the spare time give her some attention and whatever you do, farting or not. Um, She's gonna take it or leave it. That's but true. Never, um, That's never what be women want. Insecure about about your own. Never be insecure about your own abilities, mate. I think you're uh, you're an awesome person. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna you'll, you'll work it out. But we we will we do want to hear the um, what's gonna happen on date four, five, six. Uh yeah, I am also very curious to find out. So you're gonna you're gonna keep me posted, yeah. And then yeah. I'm gonna ed- give an update on the podcast in in the future. Yeah, I'll just I'll come in for a two minute cameo, just to update everyone on my dates. Of course, that's what the uh, that that's also what a life lifestyle athlete does. You know, you're 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 one of them. Um, anyway, mate, what's the second bullshit buster? The second bullshit buster is training. Every training fad out there and this has come from me i uh i was super into the norwegian method super into lactate super into lt1 lt2 which to a certain extent i still am i think they're it's a good uh um training methodology to follow but the more Mm -hmm. i got here and just hung out with my friends and had a good time outside of training i realized it didn't matter what i did I truly don't think it matters what you do in training unless you're – you can definitely be stupid in training. But there's no silver bullet training methodology that's going to make you fit. I don't even think one training methodology is better than another. Maybe for individuals it is. I think what makes me get fitter is having a good time with my boys. That's the number one training methodology. Well, 100%. 100%. If you're, um, I totally agree with that. And especially it would apply more to like an age grouper than to like maybe Christian Blumenfeld or Joe Skipper. No, it applies um, to them too. Dude, imagine. It I applies mean, to them too, but I mean like a specific, specific training program 
would mean more to them than like the average Joe from up Leeds, you know? Because sure. the average Joe up Leeds, I think what matters to them, what would get them the fittest in the least amount of time and with the least amount of hours is consistent training and then having fun, you know, like staying mentally fresh, staying mentally fresh. If you're doing your bullshit training five hours on a trainer, well, I know you're doing it, but five hours on an indoor trainer, of course, if it's winter, if it's shit weather, you need to do it. But if you're doing it in, on a nice summer day, and you're not going out with like a group or if you like to write solo, write solo. But if you're not enjoying it, and if you're not mentally fresh, if you don't like besides training, have the distraction, for example, going out for a nice meal, go to these like laser shows, what you're doing or, or hanging out with your friends. Because this is what I saw from August to like November. I've been like flipping lonely for a while because I was away from a lot of my friends and my friends mean a lot to me. You just get mentally drained. And when you're mentally drained, you can't perform in training and you just you can't you can't do it. And that's when um, that's when it's all going down the drain. But surely you agree. So Christian and Gustav, they seem to be really good friends. Uh, let's say uh, maybe one of them gets a girlfriend and uh, uh, no, I won't go there. Let's say there's a rift between them and they don't like training with each other anymore. And uh, they're out there grinding separate, alone. There's no companionship. I don't think the LT1 well, and LT2... Christian and Gustav just have such a good tra training. It doesn't matter what they do. I don't think it's the specific modality how they're training. They're both extremely talented athletes. They've been doing it healthy for over a decade. I don't believe it's mm -hmm. the training that they well, do. Well, I've been, I've been chatting with someone about this. Like, uh, um, What the massive difference is, is... Um, and this is about like some pro triathletes in general and the other majority is that they've been doing the sports since they were very, very young. Um, they've always been like hyper-focused on the sports. Their, their, their friends were in the sports. Um, like uh, Gustav Eden is now uh, a Christian, uh, uh, his best friend, but are they like best, best friends? Um, you never know. You never know. But I've grew up with like friends at university they're not into triathlon um like i would say the majority of all my uh, of the people i know are like outside triathlon so whenever i'm training and i get like invites to parties dinners or whatever these are all distractions and i have to deal with these distractions saying like saying no to it or going there not going there you know it's all like mental distractions or and it could be a good thing like you're having like a good distraction but if you don't have to think about it if you don't have this it's just it's just it's a different perspective well yeah it makes it pretty easy when you're uh when it's all done for you i'm in the same boat my uh i don't have any real triathlete friends i have one cycling friend a couple of running friends mm -hmm. one i wouldn't call him the swimming friend every once in a while we'd, we'd do a set together if uh he goes to the pool at 6 a.m so i gotta get there crazy early but for the most part i'm yeah. training alone there, and then yeah my friends want to get drunk on the weekends and you know you gotta uh, pick and choose your battles um i'm sure i'd be just as happy there's no right and wrong in this, but it's more like where you're coming from. And you're used, for, you're used to this because you're coming from this from university. So when you were training with Lionel, you were thinking, I'm missing my mates back home. Because yeah. 
they were always there. You always had like the banter and all that. And that's all of a sudden it was not there anymore. So you're thinking about missing out. And especially exactly. you're feeling that when you're overtrained, sitting at home, feeling down. Um, but when you don't have this, as in um, when you have your friends in the triathlon, you don't, you don't miss it. You know, you, they're there. And um, that's the big difference with um, age group athletes that getting into triathlon as well. They have to say no to all these dinners, no to parties, no to certain food and diets and all that if they want to follow it. Um, and that just makes it harder on a whole different perspective. So then Mentally what, what, what you're getting at is proper balance. It's balance. It's the yeah. lifestyle athlete in, in its core. The example for all age groupers. Yeah. You show them how to do it, Tom. <laughs> I wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't say the example, mate. But uh, um, yes, in the end, I would say there isn't any right training program. Um, of course, it, it could be uh, too much or uh, not hard enough. But um, I still fucking love. It's the more like staying meter. mentally fresh. <laughs> Stop with the lactate bullshit, mate. Just invest in that tequila with that girlfriend on the fifth and sixth night. <laughs> You think I should uh, fourth date, give her a lactate session? We'll do a lactate protocol, see what her threshold is, and I'll uh, dump her if it's. Uh, what do you think? If if her threshold is not seven, f- five minutes per k, that's the end. Well, even even if she's not fit, her <laughs> threshold can go like her her lactate could go, go up to seven or something like that. I'm saying yeah, that yeah, doesn't matter. Well, that's that's my idea of a fourth date. We do lactate testing. They could get pretty spicy. Um, anyway, mate, um, I think we're like well in. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the chat. Oh, of course, You mate. keep me posted about that date. And I'll speak to you in the future. Wow, oh, yeah. Pleasure to be on. Apologies for the, uh, the technical difficulties. Uh, you know, I'm an influencer, uh, but I don't have good enough gear. You think I'd be better prepared? You should invest in a little mic. Anyway, for yeah. everyone that's still uh, listening, speaking about training plans, um, Joe and I are uh, building a training plan. Um, is a 16-week training program, advanced and for beginners, including some uh, meal sessions, uh, strength training program. Um, you say meal sessions? Beer tips, wine tips, meal sessions, mate. Flipping meal sessions. Um the whole shebang working on it this week we're dropping it and um stay tuned thanks harry see you later mate peace